Jorge Aquino coming live and direct to you right here from Scottsdale, Arizona. I uh, have a very special guest with us this evening. Brendan Cabano is with me tonight. What's going on? How are you, my man? Good to see you. Likewise, man. Likewise. It's an absolute pleasure for you to have me out uh, at your shop, at your office. Um, uh, I guess I would go ahead and say that you are the owner of is it German, German Muscle AZ. Correct. Yes. Which is um, an online performance uh, shop. Specializing in Mercedes, BMW, Audi. I see the GT3 RS on the monitor. Do you guys do a lot of Porsche stuff too? We do a lot of Porsche. We've got a lot of GT customers, yeah. uh, a lot of guys with Turbo S's. So, um, like you said, a lot of modern European cars, so M cars, AMGs, as well as the the non M stuff. We kind of we've got something for everyone. We're also moving a little bit further into the exotic market as well. Oh, cool! Uh, got a couple customers out there with STOs, 720s, uh, pretty much. Everyone and anything, but obviously we've got some. We've got a specialization in that modern European uh, niche that we kind of created the brand around. I gotcha. So when I when I started uh, German Muscle, I had a W two hundred five C six three and a E ninety two M three. So I was kind of so that like, would have been uh, two thousand. What was it? Two thousand and seven to two thousand and twelve. C sixty three MG. Is that the right? The W two hundred five. That's the fifteen and up. So that's 15, fifteen and up. That's the four liter twin turbo. Correct. Gotcha. I apologize. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So I had that car and then my E ninety two, and I was like, all right. Yeah. I had met my business partner at the time. He was doing a similar thing with American cars. I was like, mm-hmm. hey, I like German cars. I've had I had them at the time. I've had them in the past. Let's start selling parts for yeah. German cars. It's what I know. It's what I love. So for sure easy to kind of build kind of market on i gotcha so by the way i apologize you're absolutely right the w207 is the uh previous uh, 204 204 okay it's easier to go ahead and get the the bmw series it's easier for to remember Mm -hmm. and even the audi ones are too yeah you got the b7s which are the the um that's probably mid-2000s yeah and then you got the c the c line which is uh, a6, A6, A7, yeah. yeah a lot of numbers and letters to memorize. And unfortunately, I've got them all freaking stuffed up that's, in my head somewhere. And that's exactly why you're <laughs> my guest on my podcast tonight, my dude. And I appreciate that very much. But um, before we jump in to, to what you do with German Muscle AZ, I want to I, I wanna kind of get to know Brendan for a little bit, my dude. You and I got a chance to go ahead and meet when we were over at Bonhams mm-hmm. last month. Shout out to Alex who got us who got us in contact with one Absolutely. another. Um, Alex is the homie, and she. Uh, I hope she listens to this one because um, you're here too. Yeah. If she didn't. That'd be the best <laughs> thing to do. As a I'm kidding, Alex. I'm just kidding. No, but in reality, um, we met over at Bonhams. You're obviously a massive car enthusiast, just like a, a, a wide variety of the uh, enthusiasts that we've had on this podcast are, obviously. Um, so I'm, I'm curious to know, man, you know, you, you're a native Phoenician from the Scottsdale area. Like, how did Brendan Cabano even get into cars to begin with, man? 
So I guess kind of just growing up in this area, kind of always surrounded by it. So, I mean, living in Scottsdale, kind of Phoenix area, I mean, cars are everywhere. Mm -hmm. I kind of just kind of took a, a notice to it. It actually kind of started when I was in high school and I was bagging groceries at Albertsons. Mm -hmm. And I'd be pushing carts in the parking lot and I would see cool cars and I would just stop and take a picture with my cell phone. And I would be like, oh, cool. Like, yeah. this, is a, this is a cool car. And I ended up in high school starting a a uh, Instagram account. I forgot. I think it was AZ Autos or something like that. And that ended up like going to like Cabano Photography. And it kind of like, I started, it was like, all right, I like these cool cars. How can I get into it? I obviously can't afford it. So I right. started getting into photography. Um, but yeah, ever since just like pushing grocery carts and like looking at cool cars, I was like, these things are pretty cool. But obviously 16 years old is make, making more of a wage. Couldn't, couldn't afford one. Yeah. How can I get into the community? So that kind of led me to starting on Instagram and then getting into photography and now to where I am now. So, but yeah, ever since high school, I've just been obsessed. Since then, I've owned 19 different cars. So well, that's a big number. <laughs> Holy hell, I didn't expect you to hit me with that number. Yeah, okay. so I'm always on a hunt to own and yeah. uh experience as many cars as possible i got you so that's just been kind of a lifelong goal that i feel like i'm trying to achieve every day it's like okay buy something try it out for a little bit all right what's next i want to i want to own everything i want to try everything i want to drive everything yeah and just get as much knowledge under my belt just i guess for me just to have and sure. it's fun well to piggyback off of that because I, I find it so interesting because i i feel like there's there's Different mentalities uh, with with car enthusiasts, and 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 it depends on where they at where they're at from a financial perspective. But then also with the, the them wanting to experience everything. Mm -hmm. You know, you've got the automotive enthusiast who, you know, wants you know if they they, they become financially okay, they want to go ahead and just buy finally the one car that they've always wanted. But then you've got also the other car enthusiast who there are so many different experiences that they that he or she may love. That they want to go ahead and jump into everything that they can, like, you know, own it for a year, live with it and whatnot. Is that your mentality? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think there's a couple cars out there where maybe once I get to that level and I can buy it, it'll probably be something that would sit in my garage what for the rest that? of life. I'm curious to I know. think the first step would probably be a GT3 RS. Okay. That's the first car that what I gen? would get. Probably, to be honest, I haven't driven a dot two, 991.2. I've driven a 991.1. Okay. I thought that was a fantastic car. The Dot good. 2 is $50,000 more better mm -hmm. than obviously I would try to save my pennies and stretch for that. But yeah. getting a 991.1 GT3 RS, that's like, okay, if I can get that car, that's my first kind of sign of, okay, I'm, I'm doing all right. I think I've made it. That's a car I probably would not want to part with. Anything less than that, I'm like, okay, this is fun. There's other ones out there. Even if I sell it, I can go get another one. Sure. That at that level, uh, above the gt3 rs and cars above that I'm like all right if i can get that car like i'm getting the exact one i want and it's going to stay in my garage for the rest of my life i gotcha so right now if um if you're willing to go ahead and talk about because i know you've got a couple of cars oh, yeah. we, we have the raptor mm -hmm. outside which i see you do and shit on the daily always it makes me <laughs> smile um, because that's exactly the reason why i think people should go ahead and buy a raptor you're not going to go ahead and buy a raptor to drive around phoenix um and like if you want to take it to work 
cool, mm-hmm. but you are meant to, especially when you live in Arizona, exactly. get yeah. to take it out to the deserts, mm-hmm. you know, go on a Baja blast, man. Yeah. Go ahead and take it up to the <laughs> freaking mountain. Yeah, it's, you know, the Mountain Dew style, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Taco, Yo, Taco Bell. If you're listening to this podcast, go ahead and sponsor me. It'd be, it'd Please. be great. Uh, but then, and then, you, you know, I know that you recently went up to like the mountains and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And you did some cool stuff in the snow and whatever. Like that to me, that's the reason why you buy a Raptor or a mm-hmm. TRX or, you know, Hell, that that company down in Tucson that goes ahead and takes the the, the Super Duty F series that they Raptor them themselves. Oh yeah, even though it's absolutely. not a Raptor. Is it Mega Mega Rex? Mega Raptor? Yeah, Mega, I think, yes. I think I've I've seen them. They're like Mega Raptors, or I don't know what they actually. They're call insane. Them, but they're pretty freaking cool. I mean, and I, it's a three quarter ton F series. Mm-hmm. You know that that's a lot of like reinforcement that oh, they're yeah. going ahead and doing to those things, dude. Like. There's a lot going into that. But yeah. yeah, the Raptor, I mean, I've owned, of the 19 cars that I've owned, which is a disgusting number at my age, but... <laughs> hey, shout out to you, man. Got, you're not going to get any hate from me, man. Someone's I'm, I'm admiring it. it. Yeah. Absolutely. No, no, I've owned... Mm-hmm. How many cars have I owned in my lifetime? I think I've owned like six, and only two of them have been what I would consider real enthusiast yeah. cars. <laughs> and right now, you know, you saw what I pulled up in. I'm a dad. Yeah. I, you know, I got bills and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. I'm not mad at it. My car works perfectly fine. Oh, yeah. But I have owned enthusiast cars, you mm-hmm. know, and, and whatever. And if I were – if I had the ability to go ahead and own 19, 19 cars, I absolutely would do that. <laughs> exactly. So I, I, I have no hate, no ill will, mm-hmm. but you were saying. But yeah, I, but of all – I mean, obviously, 90% of those have been sport enthusiast cars. Right. The Raptor is the first truck I had. And when I bought mine, I, I pretty much got it because one of my really good friends at the time, who you had up seeing leaving in his Hennessy yeah, yeah. Raptor, he had just gotten his. And he took me out. We were ripping around. I'm like, that shit's fun. I like this. Right. So I was just on a vendetta to get a Raptor. Bought one about a week later. We go Literally out a for, week later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so oh I was like, all right, I think I had, I forgot what I had. I don't even remember what I had at the time. I think I had had my, I had my M6 and mm. maybe another car. I don't even know. It's, it's so freaking hard to With keep With 19 track. cars. Yeah. I'm, 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 in a little bit, I'm going to ask you to see if you can go ahead and remember how many of those 19 cars that you've actually owned. Because I'm curious to know. Like, I could probably but, list. I do have a list, but I think I, I think I could okay. probably list them off. But I got but, you. Uh, yeah. Back to the Raptor for sure. And I'm getting the Raptor. First time we went out, and this dude, he like he like he knows how to drive off mm. road. Like he go he gets down. So the first time I went out, I was just following his lead, and then ever since that, I'm like, that's I guess how we use these things. So I mean, I mean, but what's great about it here in Arizona, it's you can go. 10, 15 minutes and you're at a trail somewhere and maybe if you're just ripping around for 10, 20 minutes. Legally too. Yeah, exactly. Legally, which is always cool. And by the way, like, you know, we have to mention that because there Mm -hmm. are some trails that they're like, hey, no off-roading. And Mm -hmm. by the way, like I'm, as much as I love being a car enthusiast, man, I try to go ahead and respect those laws, and I know oh, you yeah. do as well. Absolutely, because that's the reason—that's the only way that we can continue to have fun as an enthusiast. I don't want to be the last thing to do <laughs> is that we go ahead and go into an area that we're not supposed to be in. All of a sudden, like you know, Scottsdale police go yeah, ahead and starts exactly. to get really—you know—we've been seeing that stuff in Malibu. I know that's California, mm-hmm. but you know they're cracking down. They here. crack down. Yeah, they, they're cracking down here sometimes too. Like, there's a reason why you can barely rev shit up in Highline, dude. Yep. Let's just be real. Absolutely. But, but yeah, um, it's it's great, especially here. It's like, look, you take 
five minute detour off the road and you got some nice trails. If you want to go a little bit further, you can go out to Four Peaks. I know there's a lot of places uh, kind of in the Southeast Valley that have like uh, like Sycamore Creek and mm-hmm. other places like that. I actually haven't really even explored that area of Arizona yet in the truck yeah. yet. So I still have a, I've got a lot to do. Bro, you got to go down up to Tucson well. too. Yep. And you got to Flagstaff, Prescott, mm-hmm. all that, um, the White Mountains, White Mountains during the summertime would be a hell of a thing. Oh, yeah. I don't think people realize. I don't know if you've been up to the White Mountains during the I'm summertime. Not. So it's interesting, in particular in July, because like we're experiencing our monsoons in July, mm-hmm. right? Uh, okay, so I think I've mentioned this on the podcast, but here we go. I was in marching band all four years of high school. I was a band geek, and I'm very proud of it, by the way. So we did... We did band camp, mm-hmm. um, and it's not like I did this one time. This one time, I was I figured that that was going to come eventually. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so we would do our band camp like in Greer, mm-hmm. and you wake up in the morning. It'll be late July, early August, right? You wake up in the morning. It's cold as all can be because you're deep in the mountains. You're like mm-hmm. several thousand feet above sea level and whatnot. And then as the sun creeps up, and probably I'd say anywhere between like 10 and 11, it starts to warm up to what I would consider a relatively warm day in the mountains. Some, somewhere in the mid-70s, but it's very humid. And then you're sweating your ass off. And then later on in the afternoon, the thunderstorms come in, just downpour with rain. And then by the time that the evening rolls in, cold as hell all over again. So you get like three different weather scenarios within a 24-hour period um however because of that i think that's the perfect off-roading opportunity Mm -hmm. out there you know oh yeah you can go out splash through some mud drift around in the dirt exactly yeah it's great and especially i mean there's so much outdoor stuff to explore here and if you like guns and shooting and stuff that kind of went hand in hand yeah bought the truck i was like oh shit now i gotta go buy guns (laughs) (laughs) that's true so i got a gun safe right here like i got all that but yeah it's it's all just like a it's just a whole kind of another like exciting part of life that it's just really fun to explore and i mean ever since just being car guy car guy car guy Mm -hmm. and then i got into the truck stuff i was like oh wow this is actually a lot fun and now i'm kind of like 50 50 split down the middle it's like wake up on saturday am i going to carlin coffee or am i going to go off-roading in like four peaks or go up to flagstaff or something like that so definitely a new uh like arm of the enthusiasm for being a car enthusiast but it's it's great the community's great i've met a lot of really cool guys through doing truck stuff and yeah it's uh it's been a riot i love it that's awesome dude now when you were uh, growing up in high school and whatnot you said that you were a um you were working at albertson's you were mm-hmm. going pushing carts you'd go ahead and see the cars in the parking lot and yep. stuff like that what were the cars that were uh pulling at your heartstrings at the time was it the german stuff was it was it the exotics was it american muscle was it JDM? What, what, what was it? Anything AMG. Mm. I mean, I probably didn't even know too much at the time, but if I saw something with an AMG badge, I was like, that's cool. I was like, I like that. I remember just just being out there, anything Porsche. I remember when the McLaren 650S first came out, I was actually pushing carts at a different <laughs> grocery store. Yeah. <laughs> what was the, the 650S, that was like 2014, 2015. Yeah, time, right? so it was a 2015 model year. This was probably in 2014. This is probably my this is probably my senior year of high school. Okay. Pushing carts at Fry's and Greyhawk. And I remember the first time the 650S came out and some dude pulled up, parked it, and I just sat outside and I looked at it for like 20 minutes. And I was like, wow. Dude. I'm like, this is beautiful. So that would have been 2014, you said. Mm-hmm. Right now we're in 2023. That's been seven years. Right? Yeah. 
or about no, excuse me, nine, nine years. Nine years. Oh my wow. gosh, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> so it's been nine years. I bring this up because how good looking does that car still? It's still amazing, right? And that is a car that I still. That is like, it's maybe one to two steps away, at least for me. Sure. Where I would I would love to own that car, especially when you compare it to like similarly priced cars. And what are, what's a 650s going for right now? You can get a nice spider low-ish miles for about 150, 160 thousand dollars, which is incredible considering at the same time you're looking at okay four five eight and Huracan, those cars are now going for 200 plus. Yeah, Huracan for whatever reason yeah. is held and it's incredible how well it's held. It's a oh, great yeah. car, and it's I would say car. that out of those. Three in particular is probably the most reliable one. Oh, absolutely! And obviously, it's a five liter, five point two liter V ten, so mm-hmm. you can't you can't hate that. Oh yeah. Um, but the six fifty is quite a bit faster than a Huracan, and it's quite a bit faster than a than a four five. Oh yeah, and for fifty sixty thousand dollars cheaper, it's like if you want to get something that's got the most. I mean, obviously, I'm into modifications and doing that if you want to make power you want something that's got the cool factor mm-hmm. fun to drive i love their convertibles this is the hard top as mm-hmm. opposed to a lamborghini that has the soft tops um the mclaren's awesome obviously there's gonna be reliability issues with it i personally think as long as you can get a good ppi get the car actually taken apart and looked at right. find one that was well driven you want to stay away from cars that have like five thousand miles right. or 6,000 miles or whatever. But if you can find one like 20,000 miles, was actually routinely serviced. Obviously, I'm not a McLaren tech, so maybe don't take my advice and buy one and lose a bunch of money on maintenance. Sure. But I yeah. think if you get a good example, and I mean, I'm also a fan of like aftermarket warranties. So it's like, if you buy one, just buy a warranty instead of buying the Huracan. And then, Have a set amount yeah. of money to mm-hmm. the side. You know, because we, mm-hmm. and I've heard other people talk about this, whether it's like, you know, a podcast or whether or not I hear it on forums, you know, people will go ahead and they'll buy the car and they just worry about buying the car, but they mm-hmm. don't worry about like, oh, I need to have money for servicing and money for, for things of that nature. And they don't, they, they don't worry about that. And like, that's to me just as important, if not more so important than being actually making the monthly payment which is it might sound stupid to somebody Mm -hmm. but it's true oh yeah the last thing you want to be able to do is afford a car but then not afford to drive it exactly you know what i mean so like you should have in particular with no you know with with the knowledge that we now have of those mclarens can be you know we know that when they are good Mm -hmm. they are Phenomenal! I just drove a 720 mm-hmm. like a month and a half ago. Oh yeah, fantastic cars. One of the best experiences I've ever had in my and anything automotive. So I can only imagine what it was. You know, I think there's like about a five or six year gap between a 720 and a 650, mm-hmm. something like that. Like the 650 was doing that like five years prior, man. Yeah, it's still an old. It's a, it's a exciting car. Obviously, I mean compared to the newer stuff, it's not as refined and stuff like that. But I actually like. The, the rawness of the older cars. It's got a little bit more turbo lag, but I think that adds for a little bit more excitement. Um, just fun. blows the tires off. And like that, that's fun. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm in it for the excitement and just the fun of it. Mm-hmm. I've, a couple extra seconds off the quarter mile, it doesn't mean anything to me. It's like, I mean, that's I still running fun. like yeah. a low 11s, if yeah. I'm not mistaken, back in like 2015, which is nuts. Oh yeah. They're it's nuts now. Yeah. They're yeah. gnarly. That's, that's a fast car, but yeah. As soon as you, yeah, I just like, I'm all about max excitement possible. Exactly. <laughs> so, but yeah, especially also when you talk about like 
being able to like afford the car and not being able to drive it. It's like, I always try to like, usually I'm always like, I think if I tallied up all the money I'd spent in mods and maintenance and stuff like that, that number would be way higher than any amount of monthly payments I've ever made on any of my cars. Like it's <laughs> like, that's always been like the smallest number, but right. it's just, I don't know. I like to be able to just enjoy everything. Like I daily drive almost have dri daily driven almost all of my sports cars. I've, right. I've kind of been against the, Oh, have a reliable queen. daily. And then, uh, just drive it on the weekends. Cause it's like, all right, well I'm paying all this money. I might as well freaking use it. So, True. uh, like, my R8 that I just had, I had for about seven or eight months. I think I got about 11,000 solid miles out of it, drove to California back, yeah. and again. The but, white one, right? Yeah, the white one. I so. remember, is that the one, um, and I'm going to go ahead and give them both a shout out right now. I think um, Alex and uh, T from Immersive Filmmaking, does that, they did oh, like yeah, a yeah. cool reel, right? Yeah. For a school project? I yeah. saw that. It's actually really fun. I didn't oh, really, yeah, I wasn't was 100% cool. sure if that was your car. When yeah, you that was my it. car. Yeah. Okay, very cool. Actually, shout um, out to both of them, obviously. Yeah, they yeah. did a great job on that. Alex took some awesome pictures. And yeah. I remember I was. No, Alex is the best. She's awesome. I had, um, I think we were filming, me and uh, my media guy, Trevor, we were filming some stuff for the YouTube channel for mm -hmm. German Muscle. And Steven had called me. He's like, hey, you want a free photo shoot? Like, we need a car for a, for a, a video. I was like, okay. Why does that sound? The, the fact that, that Stephen does have a very deep voice. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he does have. A, it's a very good Stephen impression. Yeah, so yeah, what's up, bro? It's very, it's very low. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. But yeah, but yeah, that car was fantastic, and like being like, obviously, it's like okay, buying a R8 and mm -hmm. daily drive. Like I lost so much money on that car, but like the experience of having that car and driving it every day was like that is worth it mm -hmm. ten times over. Like I would do it again. So it's that that car was great. So, you know, we mentioned the fact that you had an R8, we, you had the Raptor. Let's go ahead and jump into your car history now. I oh. know what you have currently mm -hmm. with the Raptor, and I believe that you told me it was an AMG, AMG GTS. Yep. What year is that? 2016. 2016. Okay, so that's first first gen, right? Yep, first, first gen. First year, first, year, first gen. Yeah. Um, the, I really like AMG GTs as a whole. I think it's a fantastic platform. Mm -hmm. I'm a really big fan of the GTC yep. right now. I think it's the best looking of the range, that personally. Gorgeous car with the wider, wider uh, hips. The, the, it's the, got the, the wide the Pan body. Yep. grill, like they nailed it. They made the, the they made it, a, it's a little bit bigger now, yep. right? And the, when they think that like 2019? I think they did a facelift in 2018. Oh, when the GTR, when the GTR came out. Yeah. Yeah. JTR, also a fantastic looking car. The Pro is cool. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I've seen a couple of Black Series out there. Mm -hmm. um, they're, I mean, they, they are something, like from a visual standpoint, they're striking. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't call it a, a pretty car. It's a striking car. Oh, yeah. It's a race car for yep, the road, exactly. basically. Absolutely. Um, but so you got your AMG GTS. Yep. It's, a, you know, that is that is the epitome of what I would call a German muscle car. Oh, absolutely. Um, and you've got the Raptor. You had an R... Uh, was yours was your R8 a V10? Yeah, it was a 2011 uh, V10. Okay, so that would have been um, R-Tronic. Yep, it was the R-Tronic Single clutch. Okay, yep. cool. So, um, see, I know some... I, I remember some stuff, guys. Don't, yeah. <laughs> don't judge me for on the W204, W207 mix-up from yeah. earlier, please. <laughs> um, but so we go throughout the list we're, so from 19 cars. So we got 17 more to go. What else we got on that list? So I say let's start at the beginning. Okay. Should I do this from memory or should I pull up the list? 
Try it from memory. Let's, Let's test from... your memory, man. All right, so... Absolutely. You're a businessman. You're a smart guy. <laughs> yeah. I trust in you. This might be a four-hour podcast if I talk about every single Let's one of my cars. Let's have a fun time. Yeah. That's what we're here for tonight, man. So my first car ever was a 2005 Lexus LS430. It's a great car, dude. Amazing car. Yeah. It was actually my grandfather's car, and he ended up stopping being able to drive. I had just gotten my driver's license at the time, and my parents were just like, oh, hey, we have this extra car in the family. You can drive it. Right. So freaking 16 years old, pulling up to my bagging my grocery jobs in this like grandpa Lexus was kind of funny, but like, was it, it was, a tan interior? It was black. Oh, yeah, okay. So, nice. Yeah, Very cool. So do the first of all, the thing was freaking like, it was, it was silver with chrome wheels, had heated and cooled seats, heated seats in the back, like Mark sound Levinson, uh, sound system. It had adaptive cruise control. The thing was like loaded to the tits and it was like a 2005. Yeah. 4.3 liter V8, 290 horse, 320 torque. That car was gangster. It's, it's just like, <laughs> it's smooth, bro. Oh, yeah. Uh, I have one of my very good friends who makes the music for this podcast, shout out to D, he had an LS400. Mm-hmm. And Matt Farah, the Million yep. Mile Lexus, was an LS400 and whatnot. Those things run freaking ever. And like the technology that they had... Is incredible. Then, oh yeah, like Merck and BMW weren't doing that. Yeah, yet. they were always five, six years ahead yeah. of competition. Even the, yeah, even the four hundreds had some of that technology. Like you could even get a package in the, the four thirty where it had reclining massaging seats in the back. And I remember my friend's dad had that. Yeah. At the time when we were like in seventh grade, and that was like the coolest thing ever. We're like, oh my god, he's got massage seats in the back of his car, like. That is insane. You, you <laughs> must have been the you must like you must have been the king of the ladies going to yeah. like showing up with an LS four thirty, be like, "Yo, what's going on, yeah. ladies? I got massage seats in the back, yeah, exactly. baby. I'll let your boy." Yeah, it's my grandpa's car. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. But yeah, that was my first car ever. It was fantastic. So I had that from age sixteen. Um, I actually owned it all the way until I was 21. All right, so that, so, that took care of you through, a, through through college? Yep, so I had that all through college. I ended up, so I was kind of like borrowing it from my family up until about, until my freshman year. And I was mm. like, I kind of was getting the car itch and I was like, I want to mod this thing. My mom right. was like, well, you're not doing dumb mods to my car. She's like, yeah, buy this from me. So I bought it from my mom cool. for like 5,000 bucks or whatever it was. Bro, Yeah, <laughs> five grand? Yeah, How many was, miles did you have on it at the time? At the time, it probably had like 120,000 miles. Five grand? That was the friends and... That's no, a, the that's family and family that, that's special. The, that's yeah. the mom hooking it up. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. Shout out to Mama Kabana, yeah. man. That's awesome. So I had that and I was like, all right. So like I like... This is so dumb. I like did like an exhaust on it. I like chopped off like the resonators and the cats and did like You made it worse. Oh yeah, I made it worse. <laughs> I like put like valves on it so I yeah. could like open and close it. Um I like cutouts, I like lowered on coilovers, did wheels, all that stuff. What but wheels did you put on? Ferrata Frada FR4s, I think they so were. So are we still chilling twenties or are we going to twenty twos now? I think I did. I think I did 19s. I didn't oh, okay. go. I only did one size. It's not up. bad. Yeah, a 19 yeah. inch wheel on an LS 430, I think, is real classy. Actually. Yeah, it was. It was a good looking car. I yeah. mean, it was obviously like super riced out, but like <laughs> I was like in college at the time, and all my friends had like Subarus and Evos, and I was just like trying to hang with the cool kids. So I was sure. like, I'm gonna mod my Lexus. Might as well. Yeah. Hey, listen. Well, shout out to the Subaru and Evo crowd, but oh, I yeah. bet you while they were going ahead and doing doing that, your car was not breaking. Oh yeah. Yeah, surprisingly, it was pretty reliable. The yeah. only things that kind of broke were because of the modifications that I did. Like, it ended up needing a bunch of, uh, like, 
it needed all like the tie rods replaced, all this stuff. Like by and that was about at the time I was gonna sell it. So I sold okay. it for like dirt cheap. But but during that time I had a couple project cars mm. um, that kind of scratched my car itch as well. First being a nineteen ninety it was a 91 or a 92 Jeep Wrangler Sahara okay. YJ salvage title 191,000 miles five speed manual First, so the off-roading itch was there at the beginning with yep. you in college okay cool yep. very cool so had a couple Jeeps that thing was like I bought it for like 2,700 bucks mm. um, it was funny at the time because like in college like my parents were still kind of supporting me. They're like, don't buy a project car. You can only afford this because we're supporting you. I was like, whatever, I'm just gonna buy it anyway. <laughs> Bought it, towed it, dropped it off at my house because it didn't run right. My dad was like, this thing's kind of cool. I was like, all right, cool, approval. My mom said, <laughs> my mom said the same thing about a yeah. tattoo. Yeah. My mom was like, don't get a tattoo, Jorge. Don't get a tattoo. The yeah. day that I come home with a tattoo, she was like, oh, He's like, maybe I'll get one. Yeah. She did, by the way. Yeah, there yeah. you go. <laughs> Shout out to my mom. She ended up getting a tattoo like 10 years later, which makes me laugh hysterically. That's awesome. I but love yeah. that. But yeah, so I had that for a couple of months. But yeah, I bought it. The guy said the diff was blown or it needed to be rebuilt. Took it to a diff shop. They just swapped the fluid. They're like, you're good to go. Mm. So I basically got a working Jeep for like 2700 bucks. And it was like, it was so much fun, top down, going off road. I wish we could get a working Jeep right now yeah, for $2,700 yeah. in 2020. You can't get a working anything nah. for $2,700. Nah. So that was super cool. was driving down Scottsdale Road one day. The drive shaft fell out, just started whacking all on the underside of the car, towed to the shop, put about like 1300 bucks into it. Um, needed like new like cooling, stuff like that. So I was probably like 4200 bucks into it. Okay. Post up on Facebook, someone paid me seven grand for it. So Whoops. I was like, it's not surprising. So I was all. like, my first like kind of flip, flip where like I made some money. I'm like, that's cool. I'm like, yeah. maybe I can do this again. And then I proceeded to lose money on like the next three cars. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So I was like, this is, and plus, like, especially like being in like college, I remember I sold for seven grand. That was like the most money I'd ever held in my hand at Hell one yeah, time. Dude. I was like, no. That's way. a lot of money. Yeah. Seven G's is a lot. Yeah. And I was like, responsible i should have just kept that but i was like i'm buying another car so okay, yeah. can i just i know i've said this before i'll say it again and i know you can agree with me us car enthusiasts we are the dumbest motherfuckers on earth oh yeah like it's just i mean it is what it is i'm surprised i'm still alive back <laughs> or not broke yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so after that bought a 2000 and Two or 2003 IS300. Okay. With a five Going speed. back to Lexus. Yep. Very cool. Um, that was a, a 1J. 2J. 2J. Naturally okay. aspirated 2J with a five speed manual, which is rare at the time. Also, salvage title for whatever reason. Um, probably the cheapest one I could find. And I How was much like, did you say you paid for it? I paid, I think, about 4000 for okay. it. It had all the miles in the world. It was like completely riced out. Yeah, you definitely yeah. did not get the friends and family discount no. on that. Considering no. you paid a G more for yeah. like the cleanest yeah. LS430 <laughs> on the planet, I get, I get that. But like I, I, I S three hundred to you know, especially with the two J, mm-hmm. which is, I think universally considered one of the five best engines ever made. Oh, absolutely. And even the NA motor was uh-huh. still really solid. And I Super was like, solid. I was like, oh, I'm going to buy this and build it and turbo and all this stuff. Well, Make it into a drift car. Yeah. That's always a mentality. I wanted to, to boost it. I'd like bought a bunch of parts for it. So I basically, I bought it and I like de-riced it. I like took the bumpers off, got new bumpers, mm-hmm. like fixed some of the wrap that was on it. And it was, uh, it was, uh, it was actually like a clean car. I did like wheels and tires. I put like all this money into it. I had no business spending. And like I was just 
I was valeting at the time and I had like some disposable income and it was just right. all going into that. So uh, bought that. I put a, a ton of money into it. And then I was like, all right, well, if I want to make this thing go fast, like I'm going to need like another like five grand. And I was yeah. like, I don't have that. So I found a O2 WRX bug eye okay. for sale. And this thing had a built motor, big turbo, uh, all this stuff done to it. And I was like, well, I could just, so I reached out to the guy. I was like, Hey, I'll trade you my ass 300 plus a thousand bucks. And he was like, sure. So I was like, all right, instead of spending 5,000 bucks on the IS 300, we'll just trade it for the super. Straight up. Okay. Well, almost straight up. Yeah. yeah. So this is like the only time I ever went and looked at a car without one of my homies. And I was like, this thing's great. It's, I should totally do this. Made the deal, bring the car back. Freaking had like bacon fenders from being rolled. Oh, it was covered. No. In, it was all plastidip too, which is like red flag number one. But I was yeah. like, no, it's fine. That Don't was worry a real that. thing yeah. back in the day, like like in the early 2010s, dude. Mm-hmm. That everybody was plastic dipping. I remember yep. like that was a fad on Instagram. Oh yeah, you know. And like, this was, but this was like 20. This was probably 2016, 2017, yeah, yeah. probably. And I got it back. Started peeling the plastidip off. Every single panel was a different color. Oh no. And I was like, all right. This thing has been wrecked probably more times than ever. It has a, I think the motor was like built in like 2010. It was like a nine year old, it was like a seven year old built motor with like 40,000 miles on it. I was like, why did I do this? Yeah. And I was then, like, if this thing goes pop, like I have no money. Exactly. And then your parents told you not to buy any yeah. cars <laughs> at the time. That's, I feel that, I feel that in my soul yeah. for you, bro. So I was like way too much into that IS 300 that I yeah. sold, that I traded. And then plus the money on top. So like three days later, I sold it for like dirt cheap. I just wanted it gone. So I like, Every dollar I made on that first Jeep was just gone. Gotcha. So that was gone. Then I bought a 1997 Jeep Wrangler TJ, an orange five-speed, also salvage title. <laughs> I was just going through all the salvage cars. I was like, <laughs> I want the cheapest one that I can find. Right. That thing was a hunk of shit. Bought it for 4500 bucks. put about four grand into it, sold it for like 4500 bucks. So you basically broke even on it. Yeah, basically. Yeah, <laughs> In okay. car guy math. Yeah. I'd, ra- I'd, rather, yeah. I'd rather do that than not, right? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I uh, took a massive bath on that one. Just everything and anything that could have gone wrong went wrong. I had right. it for like three months and then I got rid of it. I was like, all right, I'm done. Okay. So that was like my college phase. Graduated college in 2018, at the end of 2018. Okay. Ended up buying, so I sold the Lexus, my first one, and then I bought a 2017 WRX STI. Oh, okay, so brand was, new, right out of college. Yeah, it was like it was no, like no, a two like or, a year, yeah. Yeah, it was like a two year old car mm. at the time. I think like the 19s had just come out because it was at the end of 18. I love that generation. It was a great car. It was WRX so STI. much fun. Yeah. yeah, I put like a Borel exhaust on it, mm. um, and then I went to the, my first track day, and I blew the motor. Oh no! So, oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "Wow, this was a very expensive track day." Spent like eleven grand rebuilding it that yeah. I did not have. So I was like, "Okay, sick." Now, question: <laughs> Because when you buy this car, I'm assuming that you went ahead and bought it from a dealership. Right? Yeah, I bought it from like, uh, yeah, from an auto nation dealer here. Yeah. So, like, wouldn't have it? Wouldn't it have it been under warranty with Subaru? So it was under the powertrain warranty. Yeah. But I went. So this was kind of a. This was a. 
this put some gray hairs on me. So when I had the the cards under the like the five year sixty thousand or what, right. think, what they did, I was well under the the powertrain warranty, and I bought it from a Subaru dealership. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh hey, like so I, I mean, I, obviously like I was at the track and I like. But it's Probably an STI. Yeah, so you know? it's like there's there's different ways you can look at it. I can see why they basically told me to kick rocks. But basically, I was like, hey, um, my motor blew up. Can you all, like, do anything about this? And basically, at the end of the day, I went back and forth with them for, like, a couple of weeks. Yeah. And they ended up saying no because of lack of proper maintenance. Lack, re- lack of, like, proof of proper maintenance. So, like, there was no, like, oil changes or anything on the Carfax. So they but, they, that, but that would have been from the prior owner. Exactly. So I was like, look, I was like, yeah, I saw that when I bought the car, but I bought it from you guys because I was like, oh, that probably doesn't matter because it's under warranty and I'm at a Subaru dealership. You mentioned like the Subaru dealership should have gone ahead and done an oil change before they even put it on the lot. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, so what's the point? Right. And then they basically just told me to kick rocks. Wow. So they're going to charge Subaru, me like. what an L. Yeah, That's I was not. a huge L on their behalf. That's yeah, terrible. I was like. And like you can look at it like obviously, yeah, I was running it hard of the track, whatever. But also it's like. Come on, it's, hook me it, up. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, like I, I'm, I'm, and I'm sure that we all feel this way sometimes. And I know that I've heard Matt Farah talk about this mm-hmm. on the Smoky Tire a couple different times, where he says that don't record yourself or take pictures of yourself on track. Yeah, because that can be like you know the, Used the, the auto you, manufacturers yeah. might be able to use it against you. But at the end of the day, it's one thing if like Jorge were to go ahead and take us Kia Sorento and go blast mm-hmm. through the desert. Like, use it as a desert runner. And then you're like, not oh, gonna, no, what happened? Right. right? I mean, and my key is not working. Yeah, yeah. and my key is like, well, we saw your, uh, we heard your podcast, sir. Yeah. We're not going to go ahead we and We saw you on TikTok. We saw you on TikTok flip. on Instagram yeah. get 10,000 <laughs> views because you jumped a freaking Kia Sorento. That's not a good look. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. But when you go ahead and take a Subaru WRX STI, if you, like, Porsche, I know, has covered blown engines on 991.1s. Yep. Now, I know that was a little bit of a dis- different scenario, but I even know, like, I heard of, I've heard of asked of a, somebody blowing their Vantage for the 43 V8 because it, it, it was a, a random, like, they were driving it hard on road, but, like, not, not like a crazy, crazy person. Mm-hmm. But if something happened with the engine, Aston covered that. So, you would think that the STI, which is the track-oriented car that yep. they make, that's their halo car. They'd stand behind They it. would stand behind that. Yeah. That's a really unfortunate scenario, man. I'm sorry that you had to go through that. Yeah, I was not. That was not fun. No. Um, and how also, exactly? How, how does it even work out once, like, you you know, because you're making monthly payments on it and stuff like that, I assume. Yeah. Or at least, it's, I don't know how it is, but, you know. They tell you we're not going to go ahead and pay the we're not going to go ahead and cover your engine like yeah so I just I sent a tow truck to the dealer dropped it off at good speed they built me a motor oh okay yeah so but yeah and kind of going back on that the warranty stuff Mm. I do know like Chevy's really good about that if you got ZL one one LE whatever it is they'll cover you on the ZL sixes and they're taking care of it like that yep they're really good about that they know this is a track car it's going to go on the track Subaru I mean they make. They make they obviously that's the performance line, but I think them as a brand is not really a. It's they're more of like a family brand, and like you walk into a Subaru dealership, average age is like seventy five plus. So it's like they're not they don't really care about the the twenty year old who's ripping on the track yeah. and blew his motor. Um, so it's whatever. I mean, it sucked at the time, but at the end of the day, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Like sure. all my tires were bald, the clutch was like fried. It's like clearly there was some neglect here, but 
I would have liked that, but that's also on the dealership yeah, though, too. Like, exactly. they, they, like they should have not at all thought of even putting a car out there like that in that condition to go ahead and sell. Yeah, you know. So, yeah. but yeah, so that car got nuked the motor, went to a good speed, built the motor, had it for about a couple months after that, and I was like, all right, I'm literally daily driving like a built motor car, which is not fun. You got to right. start it. it like I like be getting ready in the morning, start the car, let it warm up, go finish, and then get in the car. Cause you got to let the, Wake the up piston. The yeah, you got to let the pistons like expand because it's all forged and stuff like that. Dealing the a catless like uh, built motor car, which is not very fun. Even though it's like a newer car, but sure. Subaru, it's rattly stuff like that. So how much power was it making once they go ahead and you got a back, the brand new built motor? So built motor on ethanol with just like basic bolt-ons was like three thirty wheel horsepower, three seventy ish torque, which is like so that's high four hundred. Yeah, probably. it's like good power. Uh, it was like good power is a lot for of sure. Fun, it's a thirty because yeah. that's a thirty three hundred pound car. Or yeah, something like that, right? That's a that's that's a fa- I'm sorry, a mid 400 horsepower Subaru. That's yeah. that's gonna fly. Yeah, it was fast. It was for sure. It was it was uh, it was a lot of fun. I mean, I that car sure. was like, it was a blast. But it was just like it was not very practical. Of course, uh, I just wasn't having a good time in it. Right. So I ended up selling that. Um, all right, now next, bought a W204 C63. Okay. 2012 coupe. Nice silver. Beautiful car, seven-speed automatic. Yep, had like thirty-eight thousand miles. I bought it for like twenty-eight grand. Oh, dude, that, those were the yeah. days, bro. Oh yeah, because that, that car now is not twenty-eight grand. That's like forty-five. Grand. Easy. Yeah. So that was like I always look back. I'm like, holy shit, that thing was so cheap. I know. Um, Remember when E92s yeah. were that cheap too? You can get them in the teens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unreal. So yeah, RS4s were even that cheap back yep. then. Yep. I saw an RS4. Like, sorry to cut you off, but, like, it, it's funny because I saw an RS4 being sold in Los Angeles with 50,000 miles, and it's 50 grand. Jesus. And I'm like, that's a lot of money. Yeah, that's, that's an insane a lot. Of, that's an insane amount yeah, of money. Yeah, I can some of the stuff I can't even yeah. stomach But that's nowadays. what they're going for. But yeah. It's yeah, just, the market. It is what it is. Yeah. But bought that car. That was, like, freaking, like, um, that was the best car for the money. Like, right. hands down. It was absolutely gorgeous. Um, fun fact. Within 24 hours of me buying it, it broke. Went to the dealer, cam position sensor fried. Took them like a week to diag it. They yeah. replaced fuel pumps, didn't work, all that stuff. Ended up was like three grand out, like within a day of buying the car oh. stuff. So I was like, Woo. they can be tricky though. Yeah, cars. I'm like wow, we're. But besides that, the car was super solid. Yeah, had that for a while, and then I was like, okay, um, I'm daily. And this is at the time like. I was probably extending myself a little bit buying that car. Mm-hmm. So I was like driving, I'm like, okay, like maybe I don't need an out of warranty German car. It's a little, a little freaky. Right. So, and now I did what one of my friends still gives me crap to this every single day. Okay. So I traded in the car for a 2016 Camaro SS. I don't think that, So why would he give you crap about that? I received a lot of flack for that move. Really? But. To be honest, the Camaro was great. Six-speed manual, two yeah. SS, super nice car. As fast if... Oh, yeah, way faster. faster, actually. Way faster. Yeah. Because I remember racing some of the guys from the old, like, that's the first six. Rear. That's the first year of the 6-gen, yep. right? Yeah. Fixed, to yeah. me, the 6-gen is the best Camaro oh, yeah. ever. It's fantastic. Yeah. No lift shift, rev mm-hmm. matching. That was, like, the best daily driver, like, The LT1 car. is, like, you yep. You can't kill it. Like, oh, yeah. Just like the LS3, it's unkillable. It's unkillable. So yeah. that thing was awesome. Um, this is probably 20, 
This is probably 2019 going into 20. It's probably 2020 when okay. I had that car. Um, and I feel like I got to like pull up my Instagram so I can like see it's these. All good. We're, Please, we're, by the way, go ahead and check out his Instagram page. It's Cabano Brendan. Cabano Brendan. And then German Muscle AZ. Of course. Is, and we're going to go ahead and get back into, into German Muscle AZ in a little bit. I just, I, I, I wanted this podcast to not only be about your business, but to you get a chance to go ahead and be able to tell your story. Yeah, and whatnot. absolutely. So I love talking to people about their car history and whatnot when it's as elusive as yours. Like, it's yeah. always a fun time. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I got that in 2020. So, yeah, I guess okay. I am. I'm referencing the list now, so now we're cheating. We're gotcha. not going off memory. No, it's okay. <laughs> you did pretty well. That was like, yeah. you rattled off like about, I think we were like at seven or eight cars at that yeah, point. Yeah, about. And that's up A lot in, of Jeeps. A lot of Jeeps. <laughs> so, I had that. That car was great. Did some, I like put an exhaust on it. Did yeah. some like exterior stuff. What, that was pretty much it. So, it's funny. I've always thought this, and I'm curious to get your thoughts on it. I feel stock for stock that the LT1 in the Camaro SS sounds better than the LT1 in a C7 Corvette and in a C8 Corvette. Would you agree? I think so. Right? I think that car, it's... There's something about it. It just yeah. sounds a little bit more like guttural. Yeah, I want to say, I could be wrong. I think in the Corvettes, the cam design is a little bit different in the LT1 and the LT4. Okay. I could be completely wrong. Is that even with this previously in the C7 and now in the C8 too? Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So, and then I think the C8 is an LT2. Oh, is that so it's a, a little bit different? You're in the right. Motor. You're yeah. right. But, yeah. the, but the C7 and the Camaro 6th Gen yeah, had exactly. the exact same engine. Yep. They did, yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, that car was great. And then I was like, okay, now I want to go fast. Mm-hmm. So then I got a CTSV. Oh, and that was in year. late 2020. So that was late 2020. It was a 2011 black on black car. Here, I'll, ah, okay. So it's the, it's the CTSV that we all know and love. Yep. Got Fantastic it. car it was full. It was basically had some minor bolt-ons. I ended up uh, putting on flex fuel, did a drag pack, mm. made about 600 wheel. That's spicy. Uh, yeah, Cordes yeah. Performance did that too. Is that a six-speed manual or a six-speed auto? It was an auto. Oh, okay, cool. The auto was actually it's a good auto. It was a good auto. It banged gears up going up. Like if you just you'd uh, for like to race, you would leave it in manual and then you'd mash it and then switch it back over to drive, and mm-hmm. it would just smash gears on the up. Yeah. Um, God, I so, those cars are so rad, especially as a wagon. Oh, yeah. Fucking Fantastic. Fire. That car was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, now, That's a good upgrade. Yeah, now it's 2021. Sold that and then got a 2016 C63S. Okay, AMG. so you go back to the Merc. So now we're back in AMG. This was like my first kind of big jump into like uh, – Kind of like a nicer, like next yeah. level of car. I'd, I agree. I had kind of, I just started a, a new, I was kind of getting settled in my career at the time. Uh, I was doing life insurance and financial planning. So this, is, I, this is before German. This is before muscles. German muscle. Yeah. Okay. So my kind of quick caveat background school, it was, I was a finance major, ended up being a financial advisor right out of college, which didn't really make too much sense as a 21 year old. Cause the only people I was financially advising was 70. other broke 20 year olds. <laughs> so Listen, not too much money to be made there. So that's very true. Mm-hmm. But you know, so th- th- I mean, at least they, they're learning financial advice from somebody who's yeah. actually knows what they're talking about because they've been talking about it for the last four and a half years of their lives. Exactly. So ended up moving into uh, working for an insurance company, just specializing in life insurance. And I just kind of taken on a new role, basically running the life insurance division of of, uh, the district and the state. That's pretty major for your age. So yeah, so I was just settling into that, kind of like moved into like 
and I'd always kind of been in some sort of like commission only role. Mm -hmm. So I was like, you know what? We're going to stretch it, buy a nicer car. I'll figure it out. So I bought the C63 and that kind of motivated me. I was like, okay, I got this car. I want to do stuff to it. Like I got to make money somehow. So that car was beautiful. That's, that's that picture out on that road right here. Love that. Um, that's definitely uh, just after I added rain too. Right? Yeah, it's a nice shot, dude. I like that a lot. Yeah, so that car was beautiful. Such a clean car. It was a gorgeous car. It's my dog. <laughs> um, and then we're pro dog on this podcast. Oh, Shout yeah. out to my own dog who can drive me nuts sometimes, but yep. I adore her anyway. And then I was like, you know what? I want a project car. So mm-hmm. then I bought an E ninety two M three. So huh. so this car was 08 DCT. 80,000 miles-ish, had a swapped motor. Okay. So I had a newer motor with like 40,000 miles, bought it for like 23 grand. That deal doesn't exist anymore. Hell either. no. Yeah. Now, are we still talking, like, are we like in the beginnings of the pandemic here or what year are we talking? That was 2021. Oh, okay. So that was right before yep. everything popped yep. the F off. So that was okay. right before that. And I had just started... Um, this that's basically that was the month that I started German muscle. So gotcha. That, okay. That was kind of the. I was like, okay, I'll have so these here two you cars. Are, you're, going, you're jumping both feet in. Yeah. Not only am I going to get a project car, but mm-hmm. now my daily is the epitome of German muscle. Yep. My my project car is German also muscle. German muscle. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, sweet. Um. So I was still working my doing my insurance life insurance plan on the side building German muscle and it was basically in the very infant stages just kind of like building up the website getting everything together yeah. so uh, modified those cars did some cool stuff ended up selling the M4 at a profit which was nice okay and then I was like gotta get something else so then I bought an M4 2015 oh, so you sold the M3 and then yep. you went for an F80 yep. very cool 2015 six speed ended up doing uh, full bolt-ons wheels everything that car was freaking awesome yeah i love that car that was probably one of my favorite cars i'll ever have ever just 540 wheel horsepower six speed manual wow freaking loved it and that also like was a good kind of stepping point for german muscle i started making like youtube videos on that and the c63 which kind of helped with some of the marketing yeah great car that i've always i've always liked the f80s it's an amazing i think it's i think it's an amazing chassis i mean i think that all uh, most car enthusiasts, you know, uh, we have to be honest with one another. A lot of times, what happens is when a car first comes out, we either have the mentality of like we freaking love it mm-hmm. or we hate it. And if they hate it, it's because it's not the same as the previous thing because we have to love it. Yeah, exactly. You know, the E ninety three, E ninety two M threes, um, we love that four and a half, near four and a half liter V eight mm-hmm. revs to like eighty four. Yeah, you know what I mean. Amazing. Uh, car. It, it, like it, it was dope, but we all know that that engine could be. There's a reason why there was an engine swap at 80k and the one and the one that you had previous, exactly right? yeah they and had their so, uh, they had, shortcomings exactly you know the, those those rods they're a real thing mm-hmm. and that like you need if you're gonna if you're interested in buying one make sure that that job has been yep. done I ended up doing not, that first week yeah. went over got the rod Boom. bearings done and you knew that and so yep. you had this, the, the the money stashed aside mm-hmm. so you could go ahead and make that make that moment happen that's beautiful but. I feel like the F80 got a really bad rap at the beginning. People talked about like how it was like really spiky, mm-hmm. you know, like if it hit like, you know, maybe like four grand, all of a sudden like, whoa, the turbo turbo boost like kicked in real hard. And, you know, as, as they continued, as BMW continued to um, develop the F80, they were able to go ahead and kind of smooth it out. That's why like it's always 
depending on who you talk to, it's always better to go ahead and get an M3, M4 comp. Yep. Or getting the CS because it's like the like they It's all it. dialed in. It's yeah. all dialed in. But I happen to like something that's going to go ahead and kick me in the back of the head. Oh, yeah. So I that like a regular car. M3, M4. Yep. You know, and I think now, especially with, with the G with the G80 mm-hmm. and the mouth being the size of like <laughs> the state of Arizona. Um, I, I think that people are starting to re kind of appreciate what was the F80 previously. Would you agree? Absolutely. And I, I still, even to this day, even with what prices are like, that is the best performance car for the money. Like that, that chassis. Get for a really good oh price. yeah. You can get, Pre-LCI cars in the, the high 40s, yeah. low 50s for like a clean one. The six-speed manual in that car is fantastic. The DCT is oh, also yeah. very it's good It's also too. fantastic. Um, that car is phenomenal. Made a ton of power. So much fun to drive. Yeah. I love our, that. Our, our buddy Alex has, yep. has an F80. Mm-hmm. Um, she, I love that car. It's yeah. a great car. Yeah. And she got a smoking. I'm not going to go ahead and mention what she bought it for, but mm-hmm. she got a smoking deal on that. Um, and I think that people can still find a really good deal on F80s too right now. Yep. Whether it's an M3 or an M4. Yeah. I I prefer, I don't know, man. I, I used to prefer the looks of the M3, mm-hmm. but I've seen M4s in the right color in the F80 body style that look spectacular if you get an f80 m4 in like a darker blue oh yeah it is like tanzanite or like yeah yeah those those yeah a lot of those individual colors was gorgeous and also like the time i had i had the 205 so i was four door c63 i was like i gotta get the two door i agree i think that's right yeah having the m4 and the c63 at the same time was pretty cool i was like i got like best of both worlds here so but but then when i got the m4 i was like not driving the c63 at all I was like, to be honest, like the M4 is just kick ass. I love it. So then I sold the C63. Okay. Then I bought a Macan S for some reason. It was I actually mean, a really nice car. It was yeah. white on red. Ooh, I like that. Had red the white interior. gauges. Yeah. It was really pretty. Okay. Um, it's a good daily. It was a nice like daily car. But that, I, but we but we go back to what you mentioned at the yeah. beginning of the podcast yeah. that you're not that guy that yeah. wants a daily and then wanting the other sports car or whatever exactly. it is for the weekends. You'd rather go ahead and. Just enjoyed the sports car. Exactly. So I had that for like three months. I was like, all right. Yeah. And actually, I made some money on it too. So like, oh, I, cool. I found a really good deal on it. So nice. sold that. And then I got Shelby GT350R. Ooh. That was another phenomenal car. 100%. So, very different to the Camaro SS. Yeah. Very different. Very different. And also at the time, I was like, German muscle is starting to kind of get up and going. And I was like, all right. But like, I found this car. I found the deal. I was like, I have to buy this. 100%. I was like, Shelby's have always been on my radar. And I found this R. And I was like, all right. I just yeah, R's are the way to go. Yep. It was a fantastic car. It's all just black on black. Black on black. Had the roll cage, Recaro's. That motor transmission combo is just an amazing driving did you ever have any personal issues with that respective motor on it brendan because i know that people have talked about that the it can rattle itself to death yeah so did you ever have any issues like when i went to ppi the car Hmm. at dino comp here in scottsdale um they uh, they probably PPI like four or five cars for me. So we always, I always take it to them just to kind of get some eyes on it. They touch Shout those cars them, all dude. the time. Great guys over there. Cool. Um, I was like, Hey, like see if like, see if the, the oil on the dipsticks low. I think the car holds like 10 quarts of oil. Okay. I remember sitting in the back there. They're like, Hey dude, there's, there's no oil on oh, the dipstick. No. <laughs> and I was like, Oh shit. 
but I mean, the car drove there, right? So yeah. I was like, <laughs> at least it can. So run. we're good. You just yeah. need oil. That, like that. As long as you know that you need oil and you're going to get oil, then you're good. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. that they the the first gen of the Voodoo motor definitely does have a history of burning. Uh, burning oil most of the time when you see cars that are like hey it's got a gen 2 motor it got the motor replaced typically they do that preemptively it's yes. not because they actually boomed or anything Por porsche did the same thing yep. with the dot one gt3 exactly. yeah yeah so similar, very similar, similar uh, so they replaced probably over i want to say 50 to 60 percent if you look at them for sale a lot of them have the gen 2 motors which actually make but a lot more still, power but today. they're yeah. still under warranty yep. and they're not salvage cars yep they're, they don't have buyback or lemon or yeah, anything like that great but uh but yeah so i was like so they're like that's sketch don't buy the car i was like i'm buying it anyway so <laughs> i i bought that car fantastic yeah amazing car i bought it had like 6400 miles on it that's when it? i bought it so i was like you know what i'll drive it up until 10 and mm. i'll sell it right before i hit 10 so i could still get some money out For of sure. it um but yeah, that was beautiful car. That car got a ton of attention. I was not expecting that. I've, I think ours are mm -hmm. definitely those if you know, if you know cars. Yeah, like, it's I got mean, the wing. It's got the, the splitter and the yeah. front and like the carbon fiber wheels. That thing was just like, yeah. that was a beast. I think the GT350 as a whole platform, I think is a great platform. But mm -hmm. if you know when you spent that extra cash yeah. for the R, yep. you're like... Yeah, I just went ahead and just like dropped some major dick on you. Yeah. <laughs> no disrespect. Like, we're not the same. Don't pull up to me don't, in your normal GT350. Don't come at me, son. Yeah. <laughs> I got R next to my name, baby. Yeah. <laughs> but that might disrespect some people when oh, I yeah. said that. And I, you know what? I'm sorry. But I don't care. <laughs> Save your money by the R. No, I'm there you go. <laughs> but yeah, that car, fantastic. Um, had that car for probably about six months. That kind of was the trend. I'd buy stuff for about six months at a time yeah. and just kind of flip in and out. Yeah, so on. again, flavors. Yep, you're experiencing the flavors. That's just what getting wherever I can. So then I was like, okay, I've got the Shelby, I got the M4. Um, now I had two six-speed cars. I was like, all right, one's got to go. So then I sold the M4. Okay. And I ended up buying an M6. I'm, I'm actually surprised, but it makes sense because you go to another BMW. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Got an M6 Grand Coupe. That was a nice, like, fun daily. Had it's such a cool car. Oh, man. it was a it was a great car. It was the sticker on was like one hundred thirty seven thousand. It was like loaded to the teeth, red interior, compact, almost everything, yeah. and it got it for like a third of the price of what it was new. It was like forty six thousand or something like that. Forty six thousand. Now that 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 is the four liter V eight, correct? Yep, the okay, twin cool. turbo. So we ended up doing like downpipes, tune intakes, made about six hundred wheel. It's a fast car. That car is fast, fast car stock, but when you tune them up, like they're bananas. Oh yeah, it got down. Yeah. So that car was great. Served as daily duty. The Shelby was. I drove that probably almost every other day. Cool. Um, but I was like, hey, like that was the only car I've ever bought. Where I was like, okay, like at ten thousand, I gotta sell it because as soon as it clicks over ten thousand, I'm probably down another five grand. Yeah. So then trying to sell a Shelby and I was kind of having a hard time sell it private. I, I had it listed like in the seventies mm -hmm. and then I didn't really get any offers on it. And, until and, I and where it. are we uh, like month uh, timeline wise here? So this is early 2022. Okay. So like the market is still like smoking hot. Yeah. It's still high. It's cooling down a little bit, but it's yeah. or actually, no, it's still hot. It's still yeah, pretty it's hot because it was like last summer is when it started to cool down a smidge. Yeah, it kind of peaked in like April ish. Yeah. yeah. So this is like right before. But for some reason with the Shelby's like, which is funny now because now they're still strong. Back then it was kind of like people didn't really know what the R's were. A lot of dealers didn't know how to evaluate them. And then I finally found a dealer to pay up on the Shelby and I found my R8. 
Oh, so okay. I made this deal in like four text messages. I texted him. I was like, hey, I got the Shelby. Buy for 63. I wanna, I'll buy you all right. Whatever it is. They text me. They're like, we'll give you 62. I was like, okay, cool. Done. That was the deal. That's fucking awesome. Two weeks later, or then like a week later, send the trailer for the Shelby, pick it up, drop off the R8. So that was like my first like big boy, big boy car. Is that a Phoenix based? Was that a Phoenix based car? Or did you go ahead and have to buy it else? Uh, that car came from Florida. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay. So they ended up transporting that white on red. Yeah. I like to keep it with the red interior. V10 I like that. car like twenty three thousand miles. Really good spec. Really just amazing car. And then that was kind of what I guess I, that was that was like my first supercar experience. For sure. So that was just an amazing, amazing car. That's an have. amazing moment. Oh yeah. For sure. Just buying that car, I was like, holy shit! Like, yeah. I have an R eight. Dude, you made it. Yeah. Like, like at, at your age, like that's a beautiful moment. You know, oh, and yeah. honestly, at any age, whenever mm-hmm. you buy a, a car of that level, like you, I mean, you could be sixty and you go ahead and buy an R eight. You're like, oh my sweet baby Jesus, yep. I just bought an R eight. Yeah, like, like you're freaking to Tony Stark. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, you, we, that's that's what we grew up on, right? Yep. You know, and like, that's a moment. That car got more attention than anything ever. People sure. will be like, oh, is this 2022, 2023? I'm like, no, dude, it's 2011. I'm like, yeah. this car could be like fifth grade right now. It's old. It's like, it's about to study for its permit. Like, it's like, but dude, like that car. It's and like, so obviously, cool. like, to be honest, like it probably wasn't the best financial move, but the experience of having that car was like, it was amazing. I, I put, and then we did all like the mods. We did Voodoo exhaust, HD tuning, did intakes, wheels, tires. We did the whole shebang for it. Yeah. And it was just, it was just a freaking riot. There is nothing better than that car for the money. Like, I agree. Unreal. I, I, you know, it's hard to compare that gen to a Huracan. You have mm-hmm. to compare it to Gallardo and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And the thing about as much as I, I mean, listen, anybody who listens to this podcast knows I am a Lamborghini guy. Mm-hmm. I, lo- I love a Lamborghini. I mean, I love all car marks, but I, I, I love Lambos. I love Lambo to V12s and I, I love a V10. But what you get in the R8 compared to what you get in the Gallardo or even a Huracan, depending on what R8 you get, you're getting an almost almost the same experience for like several fractions of what a Lambo will go for. Oh, yeah. And from an economical standpoint, it just makes sense. Now, sometimes, and I'm sure you know this, you just talked about it, you did lose a little bit of money on the R8. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, the Lambo, because of the brand name. Oh, yeah, exactly. The, the brand, the, the, the particular Huracan's hold value like nobody's business. I just, I don't, the Performantes have gone back up. Mm-hmm. There was a time that they definitely lowered, like big time. They lost Several thousands of dollars, but that's also because they made like way too many. They were selling about like ten thousand plus a year. Hell yeah, yeah they were perfs were like those out exactly. Yeah. And so, but at the end of the day, when you buy an R eight, you're buying an R eight, man. Yeah, you know, and and you can go ahead and show up to the Audi dealer, and they're gonna go ahead and take care of you. Um, most, if not all, city major cities are gonna have an Audi dealer. It's a very easy transition. It's a very easy transaction mm-hmm. to try and you know get regular things for it and whatnot. And again, most importantly, I don't care what anybody says, an R8 to me is a supercar. Mm-hmm. And when you go ahead and achieve that dream at whatever dream that you achieve it, that's an incredible achievement regardless of it. So congratulations Thank you. that you busted your ass you know, working in, a, in, in life insurance, working in financial services, you know, coming from... A kid who was pushing carts at your local <laughs> Scottsdale Fries, you know, to where you are today, man. 
respect. Appreciate Massive that. respect. So now throughout like early to mid-2020, German muscle AZ is this idea in your brain. The website is being created and whatnot. We touched upon it about at the beginning of it, but here's my question. You you were doing well with what you were doing. What made you say, I'm gonna jump in like not just like two feet, like full body dive into I'm gonna go ahead and start an online performance park shop. So at the time, like I had mentioned before, I was in life insurance and financial services, right. which was a great industry, and I I still really enjoy it. I still do it on the side. When oh, I do you? That. Okay, cool. Just because it's it's kind of one of those things where you can still have your licenses, and if you need to, it's like real need, estate. Yeah, exactly. You can hang your license uh, with the company, and if someone needs something, or if I've got like older clients that want to like redo planning or something like that, I'll still do it. And, I, and they've I, worked with you in the past. There's yeah, exactly. a lot of trust factors built yep. into that and stuff. Like so that. I still I love that industry. It's kind of it's a very old school industry as well. The average financial services agent is like 55 plus. I was 21 when I started in the industry. I'm yeah. 26 now. Mm-hmm. So it was, but I, for some reason, I loved it. I love talking to people about their lives, what they did and how to plan for the future. Um, it was great, but it was, a, it was, it was a really, I wouldn't say it was time consuming. It's, is a very arcane archaic way of doing the the only way to like really get good business is to do it archaically just banging phones calling people setting up meetings stuff like that i was very like i can only do as much business as how many times i pick up the phone and dial and at the time i was like okay this is great but i'd kind of tapped out to what i could produce i was like okay any given month i only know i can make this amount of phone calls a day and set this many meetings and have this many closes Mm -hmm. there was not really any sort of uh, scalability. And also on the lower level, there is when it comes to like lower level planning, but the type of stuff I was specializing in was very high level stuff. So like, it took me three or four years to even learn how to do this type of stuff and learn how to sell it. So even if I wanted to scale and hire someone and teach them, it would take me like three, four years to even get them to my level. Right. So the scale it's not of, an easy business. Exactly. Not at all. So the scalability just wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, this is great. But if I go if I go dark for a month, the phone's not going to ring. No one's calling me. I have to make the phone calls. I'm not sending in meetings. No money. No revenue is going to get produced. So, at the time before I was a, uh, a bit, I was a customer of my business partner uh, Charles Cerithro, who you mentioned you had on the podcast. Shout before. out to Charles, man. Yeah, absolutely, um, great guy. And I was I was a customer of him, and I remember we'd be sitting down at dinner, and his phone would go ching, 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 and people would just buy stuff. And I bet you it was like a nice looking dinner. I swear to God. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So I told, I've, and we've talked about this in the past, him mm-hmm. and I. One of my favorite things that I see on his Instagram account mm-hmm. is he's always got like this beautiful plate of food right in front oh, of him. Oh, yeah. Like, you son of a bitch. He loves Where food. are you going to yeah. eat? Because it looks so gosh darn delicious. It's almost always Roca Accor. And I, I know that it. because he he wanted me to go to Roca the last two nights, but I was busy. <laughs> <laughs> well, if he listens to this, shout out to yeah. him. He's he's awesome. I'd love to he's have like, him back. Yeah. He's like, let's go to Roca. So yeah. For so sure. I was like, okay, this is great. Like, obviously, he's like, we're sitting having dinner and people are buying stuff. Right. And at the time, it was like, and after talking to him about the business, and I kind of helped him uh, just do some stuff on his website, just like uploading products and right. stuff, just on the side when I kind of had some free time. Mm-hmm. I was like, he's a great driver, by the way. Oh yeah. That Big dude time. can shred. He can he can boogie on the racetrack for sure. Oh, yeah. So I was like, okay, this is cool. I just bought my C63S, and I was like, let's make a, sh- let's make a store about C63s. That mm-hmm. was the kind of the, the, 
the, the like the the first idea. And I remember I was sitting at like the JJ's parking lot, at Scottsdale and Pinnacle Peak, best place in the entire world. Go to JJ's Deli. Shout out JJ's. <laughs> we'll check them out for Dude, sure. I probably eat there four or five times a week. It's amazing. Okay. So I was sitting there. I just had lunch and jotting that down right. Oh yeah. Um, so I just had breakfast or lunch and I sent a voice message to Charles and I was like, yo, like, let's do it. Like I, like, let's just make this website specifically to C63s, all this stuff. And like, there wasn't too many like big German competitors, um, out there. And obviously coming to learn there are, but at the time I was like, Oh, there's no one really doing this. Obviously there are, there's always people sure. in the market. Um, they might not be locally, but nationally. Yeah, for sure. exactly. Yeah. So I was like, let's do it. And then we kind of got together. We talked about names and stuff like that. Charles originally did not like the German muscle name, but I was like, no, we're doing this. And also like one of his big competitors, American muscle. So I was like, Hey, German muscle. It's, it'll, it just sounds reputable. Right. So, um, you know, by the way, not to interrupt you, but one thing that I admire about you just from this entire hour long conversation, Brendan, is you don't take no for an answer. Mm-hmm. And clearly that has allowed you to go ahead and be in the position that you're on today with a successful business like this. So I, I'm going to tell you is I respect it and keep taking don't take no for an answer constantly. And for anybody who's listening, if it makes sense to you, do Do not take no for that answer. That's a lesson to myself. That's a lesson to anybody who's actually interested in starting a podcast, a YouTube channel, a business, um, hell to even my wife. Mm -hmm. If you don't fucking take no for an answer. So carry on. I'm sorry. I just, that's, that's a moral of this podcast tonight. And I, and I'm, and I'm, feeling it and I'm vibing with it and I want to make sure that people know that. Go ahead. Absolutely. Appreciate that. Yeah. A little bit of stubbornness never hurt nobody, but <laughs> as long as it's a little bit and yeah. you're smart about everything else and things make sense for you, yeah, for exactly. you as a person, don't take no for that answer. Yeah. So ended up, so this was uh, April, 2021. Um, kind of the idea was born. He's like, okay, like this is at the time when, uh, stimulus checks were coming out and like e-com was booming yeah man you P- get yeah, those ppp loans were crazy. oh yeah you got ppp you got stim stimmies and yeah. people were just buying it's hilarious the amount of people that oh, are, yeah. that the fucking took advantage of that just in a bad way it's like oh, yeah. paying for it now baby yep. damn <laughs> that sucks yeah it's incredible for, so like yeah. so money was flowing the economy is getting stimulated with every which way so it was like dude let's just get on this start uploading right. products we'll like help build the website so i was basically sitting in my office Still working life insurance, mm-hmm. making my phone calls. But like, while I was making phone calls, I was just building a website. I was just uploading products onto the website that, just dude. over and over and over. And then we probably went live in about, I want to say May. Uh, I want to say the end of May, early June, we went live. 2021? Started, 2021, started okay. taking sales. And then ended up just kind of rocking and rolling from there, just kind of always constantly adding stuff to the website, uh, just working on our ads constantly, flowing more money into marketing. And then over time, the ads started to kind of kick in. And it's kind of some weird stuff with the ads. You've got to give it some time before it'll let you spend more. And there's, it's a whole nother language. I don't really deal with that stuff. That's what Charles does. Gotcha. Um, I run all the operations in the day to day. Um, hired my first employee in January of 22, uh, Tanner, my boy, st- he's been with me for almost over a year now. That's beautiful, man. And, uh, he's Love usually it. here, uh, banging phones, getting people to buy car parts. Um, uh, <laughs> else are you going to Yeah, exactly. Car? So yeah. in January, and then we're like, all right, let's freaking do this thing. And then mm. probably 
March of 2022 is when we first really started to pick up. Tax mm-hmm. season uh, started, our ads were starting to click and then just things started rolling. And then I was like, you know what? Like this life insurance stuff's cool, but like if I wanna like really see this thing out, like it can't just be my side business. This is like a full a, on p- passion project for oh you yeah. at this point, right? Exactly. And it kind of just started out and I remember like, oh, I've just got this little parts business and like I'm just building it and whatever. And now it's like, this has like been my full-time freaking life for the last year. Yeah. So kind of when that came around, I, I kicked aside the, the life insurance stuff and I was just like, we're just going to see this thing out. Cause obviously you're not, you're not going to know if you don't try, you can always just, if I only, if I wanted to put maybe 10 hours a week into it, I probably could just have it there and it would make a little bit of money here. Then and you want to be able to have a GTS in your, exactly, your driveway. Exactly. So I was like, you know what? Like I'm young. There's always, you can always figure it out. So I was just like, I'm just going to go balls deep head first and we've just been rocking and rolling since. I mean, it's, it's obviously, it's not been rainbows and butterflies, but it's never uh, will be, never will be, but it's been a lot of fun. I've learned a ton about, uh, kind of owning and operating a business, working with like, uh, on a business to business level with suppliers, which has been really cool. Um, and then just working with a lot of cool customers too. I mean, we've got customers with like Huracan STOs that have our exhausts on them and like 720s and like we've we've done some really cool things like we even got got a dude who like he had a Z3M put a supercharger on him like that's that a, okay like, now we're talking we're that's doing very like cool. a lot of cool stuff and yeah. I mean most of our uh our, our big partnerships, uh, RW Carbon is probably our is our number one seller. Um, we got really close with those guys. That's I went great, out and man. visited them out in uh, California. Uh, shout out Corey over there, you're the man. Um, those guys are great. Absolute love working with them. Um, FI Exhaust, we became really close with them. We became a top. We're a top ten dealer for them as well in the U.S. Um, uh, Burger Motorsports, CTS Turbo, VRSF, a lot of popular German tuning brands. Right. Uh, we just started becoming really close to them, started moving their stuff, and it's yeah. been it's been great. I've I've been loving it. That's awesome, man. That's an incredible. I love that, dude. Again, it goes back to you know what? I'm you're not taking no for an answer. You might as well go ahead and we're young enough. Mm-hmm. You know, as long as you're smart enough economically, right? And yeah. You clearly are very, very smart, and I and I and I definitely commend you for all that. But I think it's really important to be able to go ahead and take advantage of your youth and say, "This is the time. This is the time. If I want to go ahead and pull this out of my ass, it's going to be right now. Exactly. Don't wait. Don't wait because if not, then you're never going to be able to do it. Exactly. You know, I don't have kids. I don't have yeah. too many people depending on me. So it's like, okay, like yeah. now's the time. Like. And then this is a, an incredible opportunity because this is what allows you to go ahead and say, I can now, if, when, if you do decide to go ahead and start family, mm-hmm. you have a successful business to be able to piggyback off of and whatnot, be able to go ahead and put food on your table for your family and things of that nature. Like that's an incredible opportunity. Absolutely. That, that you know, as long as you have the right mentality, you, you know, this, this is what we do. Mm-hmm. This is what we do, you know. Um it's been, it'll be almost a couple of years now that this thing has been going. Yep. We'll be two years. Yeah. We'll be two years since the yeah. inception, uh, at least of the idea in April and then two years operating since May or June. So that, wow, that was a quick turnaround for you to go ahead and do it within like a 30 to 40 day yeah, span. So, That's awesome. Yeah. So I basically. That's the good thing about doing stuff online. Yeah. Cause I mean, I yeah. stared at my computer for about, I'd say 80 hours a week, just punching products in. But I mean. It's uh, fueled by a lot of caffeine and a lot of <laughs> a lot of late nights, but I mean yeah. it was it's worth it. I mean I still 
still putting products into the website every day. Like it's just, it's, it's constantly something that's always growing and I'm yeah. always making changes. Like, I mean, right now I'm throwing some Raptor parts on there just for sure. shits and giggles, a little Easter egg on the website. Just cause I mean, got a bunch of Raptor friends and they all buy parts from me. So I'm like, you Why? have an own Raptor. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. I'm like, all right, if I'm, if you have a G80 M4 or whatever, G80 M3 or an M4, like you're probably got a Raptor in the garage too. Or like, so it's yeah. kind of some, co like cross marketing that we're probably gonna end up doing in a little bit here too but okay. it's it's fun i mean i it's a it's a nice way where i can actually monetize the ungodly amount of car knowledge i have in my head so right. it makes me like feel like it's actually for something <laughs> instead no, for of sure. me just like knowing all this stuff so that's why i decided to do a podcast yeah, there you I go. unnecessarily ridiculous amounts gotta let of out in car some... love and car knowledge yeah. that i wanted to go ahead and get out to the people mm -hmm. you know like start a podcast and meet new enthusiasts in a in a city that I think does not get the love in car culture that I strongly believe that it deserves. Oh, absolutely. Scottsdale's insane. Scottsdale, Phoenix in totality, mm -hmm. you know? Like I, I was talking with um with Cody Nagowski. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Cody. Great dude. Love Cody. Super he's Cody nice. likes JJ's. <laughs> <laughs> I saw his real driving the AMG GTS the yeah. other day. I was like, that's fucking dope. But mm -hmm. the JDM scene is like mm -hmm. massive out here. Oh yeah, it's insane. And then you've got Scottsdale with the exotics. Um, you know, Chandler has a really massive car scene. Um, you go through and like even you want to go a little old school and stuff like that. You go to where I'm at on the west side. The amount of like hot rods that you're gonna find out there is ungodly. I'm like I my front door neighbor has like a like a 30s or 40s Ford. Oh hell yeah! I'm like. My man, yeah. like, making it happen. Like, Respect. It's 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 just it's it's cool stuff, and I just because we're so close to California, I don't think that we get noticed as much. But if I could do something about it, and we could do something about it as a cumulative car community, we can go ahead and make Phoenix and Central and Southern Arizona really rise up within the ranks of what the United States has to offer for car culture, which I believe is one of the best car cultures in the world, to be completely honest, if I'm not being biased. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And like, especially like when it comes to almost every single person that I hang out with nowadays, it's like, yeah. Oh, how'd you like, even if I'm like talking, like, Oh, how do you guys meet each other? Oh, cars. Yeah. Oh, how do you know it? Cars. Cars. It's like, it's, it's just the perfect introduction. Obviously if I like cars and you like cars, doesn't automatically mean that we're going to get along, but it's a perfect introduction to try. So it's sure. like, that's how I've shaken hands with so many people and found a lot of great people through it. So it's, 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 it's incredible. It's I, I, I really enjoy it. I agree. I want to ask you a couple of questions before we go ahead and wrap up, Brendan. Um, I'm curious to know, because you are, you know, G German muscle AZ is, it, you know, you, you specialize BMWs, you know, fast Mercs, fast Audis. Um, you know, we're seeing like some switch arounds and some of the things that they're doing right now, in particular the performance brands and whatnot, mm -hmm. like, like what, what do you think about what they're doing? Like, do you like where they're going? Would you, or like, do you see it affecting you in any way to shape or form in the next few years or? As far as I guess for me personally, I mean, I'm not, I've, I like, I think like the, the peak cars are like the early teen, early to like mid teens, like when we 20, were kids. yeah, like 2012 oh. to like 2018, like those performance cars are like the best, the best, like the F80 chassis. W205, W204 chassis, Audi with uh, like the, actually I really do like the new RS5s, but like that older RS5. Yeah, the, 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 would have been the B8s, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's an incredible car. B8 S5 with the three liter supercharged. 
that those are all just incredible platforms. I don't think it's ever going to get better than that when it comes to tuning. Um, oh, big time from the tuning perspective. Oh yeah, yeah exactly. It's just, so, especially for like ease of modification, mm-hmm. but even with like newer cars, like the G80 chassis, like those cars are making like 700 wheel on like stock turbos. Like if you unlock the ECU, like it's insane. Like one of my buddies has one. He's like, oh, I'm running like a 10.01 quarter on the street on a, like a flash tune. Bro, I'm like, Jesus, stock turbos. People are going ahead and putting down with like a flash tune, making like 500 horsepower on an RS3. Yeah. And they're freaking running 11 and a half second quarter miles on, on literally nothing. They sneeze and that thing will go ahead and make 500 horsepower. Yep. It's unbelievable. But I guess, you know, with the design language changing on some of these cars, like, you know, let's be honest, the 3 Series, mm-hmm. I think it's a really hit or miss. I, I think a lot of people have grown now on the G80 M3s and M4s. I think I have too, to be yeah, honest. I, I was, I'm, I'm digging it a little bit more. Yeah, it took I, me a while. It takes, it takes the right colors. There's, there's this dude who I follow on Instagram, and I can't remember his name right now, but I think it's AZ41Media, mm-hmm. and he has a, like, a grayish M3 G80. Love it. Got dark black wheels on it. And like I'm like, that's a wonderful combination. Um, there's also, um, is it 312 Supercars? Is that his name? Yeah, Mike. Mike, yeah. super nice guy. Hopefully ha- hopefully going to mm-hmm. have him on the podcast at some point. I think him and his girlfriend have like a black G80. Oh, yeah, that's right? a beautiful color. Yeah. Uh, also, um, do you know Andy, Drive with Dre? Yeah, I've, I've seen him on Instagram, yes. His G80 is the hardest G80 I've if ever I'm seen in I believe he's selling a 600 LT. I yeah, yeah. So, free promotion, my guy. If you're interested in a 600 yeah. <laughs> LT, hit up Drive a Dre. Yeah. You're welcome. Great car. Go. That car's sick as hell, too. Yeah, yeah his, sure. his G80 is freaking killer. It's got, like, matte, matte like, blackish gray wraps, like, mm-hmm. silver wheels, yellow DRLs. That is the hardest G8 I've ever seen in my entire life. That's very Yeah, cool. when done right, I love the G80s. Not a big fan of the G82s, but I don't know. This, I think yeah. I definitely think you have to get the M3 over an M4. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But what you can do tuning-wise is insane. It's just you got to jump through a few hoops because the ECUs are locked. Mm-hmm. I think that's the main thing that's going to moving forward with tuning cars and uh modifications i think the motors are going to get better and better but when it comes to like ecus being locked it's just going to be a little bit harder there's gonna be a little bit more hoops to jump through but once you can you'll be able to make insane amounts of power like the like the four cylinder and the the new c63 is the highest 600 horsepower car dude that's crazy i have a four cylinder i think I think like 450 comes from the motor and the rest comes from a hybrid. I think I, mm. I'm not too sure on those that would numbers, make sense. but because it's an it's the uh, it's the GLA and A45 yep. four banger exactly. It's so, a very hot motor. Oh yeah, and it makes the most power out of four cylinder ever. And like that's like obviously the motors are just going to continuously get better, more reliable, make more power. Right. But when it comes into like messing with hybrid systems, ECUs being locked, it's going to get a little bit harder to tune. Sure. Um, as far as what affects us, I think there's still enough stock cars in the world that there'll be never a shortage because what happens is M3s get cheaper and M4s get cheaper and now younger people can go buy those cars and modify them it's true. and they come to people like me. Also, um, the exterior stuff, that'll never get outplayed. Like yeah. People always want to throw a body case, do carbon I remember fiber, having I mean, that conversation with yep. Charles on the podcast. He yep. said that like, you know, Teslas are becoming a thing, you know, Mach-E's and fast electrics mm-hmm. and stuff like that, you know, like the... There's a there's a period of time I was selling like 
a Model 3 spoiler every other day. People are buying carbon fiber for their Teslas. I don't really know what happened to that wave, but I was like, why am I getting all <laughs> the these Tesla orders? Starting yeah. to fall off. That's yeah. what happened. <laughs> but, I'm sorry to anybody who's got a Tesla. I'm kind of kidding. Yeah, <laughs> just a little bit. Yeah, just I'm a little not. bit. But yeah, I I think that'll never really die. And with like RW being like such a big partner with them, they're always right. coming out with new stuff for all the new cars, which is great. So yeah. that I don't think the exterior stuff will ever really die. I do want to get more into like higher end body kits and wheels and stuff like that. Cool. Um, later on down the road, but the performance stuff I think still has a lot of life in it, just because the longer times goes on, even if they're not making those uh, newer cars to tune. The older ones will get cheaper and cheaper. So the people who do end up want to start throwing a bunch of money into them, they're going to become a lot more affordable. Right. And then it, there'll be a day when you can buy an F80 M3 for 25 grand and throw oh my five God. grand that'll into be it. The, that'll be the best day ever for yeah. me, dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, and I'm like, I saw one for sale today with like 233,000 miles on it. F82, six, it was a six speed car too. Wow. It's like 26 grand. I kind of want to just get it just for shits. I, yeah. Just to have a 240,000 mile. That would be, I car. mean, you'd really blow the engine at some yeah. point, but then just put another right, one. Just get, a, get a new one. Yeah. Like BMW's going to go, BMW will give you a three liter inline six. Yeah. They will. Yeah. They'll be happy to sell it to you. Oh, yeah. Um. So, yeah. but yeah, I think, I still think there's a, I mean, it's also like the market is huge. The industry is is ginormous so yeah. it's like it's there's a there's a there's enough on the table for a, for quite some time i, I believe what, what what where do you want to go ahead and see german muscle az be in the next five to ten years like what what's your overall vision on it so i think um there's a couple of steps obviously one of the big focuses uh, at least for this year, is to grow our social media presence. So right. that's YouTube is gotcha. the main backbone of that. So we started uh, posting some more videos on YouTube, and from that can create more content for like Instagram. Are you doing like short like videos, or are we talking like long form videos where you're taking like a car that, like, can can we perhaps see like a German muscle AZ build that you guys specifically built with your own parts and like see that like a, a build series or something like yeah, that? Yeah, so that's what we were playing with the GT. Hell yeah. So we yeah. just did Love our Rift that. titanium exhaust on that. We've got a video in the pipeline right now. Sounds, um, sounds delightful. Oh yeah, so that's yeah. going to be coming out soon and then we're going to have a bunch of carbon from RW. We're going to do some wheels, probably do some other cool stuff. Right. Uh, so we're going to document that entire build. Also reviewed a couple customer cars that have oh, our parts on them. Dude. And then also doing some like before and after of different parts that we sell. And then mm -hmm. we also want to get a little bit more into the education as well. Oh, I love uh, that. That way, if you've got a car and you don't really know where to start, all right, I bought this M4, where do I start? Watch a five-minute video. Now you know everything there is to know. So, uh, And that's kind of the backbone of our business is just as educating our customers. Our phone's ringing every day, and um, me and Tanner are always there to help, where it's like, hey, this is this is what we would do in your shoes. This is what we think is the best brand. This is what we should do here. And you guys and, are putting your money where your mouth is. I mean, you exactly, have Exactly, yeah. And I'm not sure. And I know Tanner's got a, a, a Raptor and whatnot, but mm -hmm. like he, I'm sure that he he knows exactly what you're doing to your to your Merc and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Right? And it also helps from experience uh, standpoint. Where if, if I'm talking to a customer and they're like, "Oh, I have an E92 M3," well, I had one, I, so I one. can talk to him about, it. "Oh, I had a C63. Right. Oh, I've I've had two. So it's like <laughs> it's like it's it's a never ending. Uh, and that's part of the reason why yeah. you continue to go ahead and swap out the flavors. Exactly. You kind of have just, to. It's a good evolution. experience to have. And it's also, right. and also outside of business, it's nice where I can go to Cars and Coffee and I can shake hands with 10 people and of out of about five of them, I probably own one of their cars. So it, it, it helps create introductions a lot better and I can talk and obviously 
I know a lot about cars, but especially the cars that I know, it's it's really easy if I see someone like an F80 or a U92 uh, or W204. I go, oh, I used to have one, and then you're like instantly buddies. <laughs> I got you. Or an R8. Yep, that yeah. too, which is great. That helped me kind of bridge into the exotic market, talking to guys with Huracans and stuff like that, and yeah. being able to speak from experience. Yeah, that, by the way, the amount of I, I didn't realize how many people actually have STOs here in the Phoenix area. There's a lot there's a of Technica them. Oh, yeah. here that just got... a couple got, of them, yeah. Yeah, there's a great one. I, I saw it on Higher Quality AZ's mm-hmm. uh, Instagram page. Hires the man as well. Hires the man. We're, We're doing a sick build on his 992 Turbo S. Oh, yes. That, is that Ruby, be, Ruby Star? Yep. I saw the picture of it today. It looks exquisite. We've got some that, He is a man of taste. stuff yeah, I'm coming for be, that. We're going to be doing... Hire's going to be on the podcast very, very soon. I'm very look, very much looking forward to having Sweet. him Sweet. Yeah, he's an awesome dude. Yeah. Uh, customer of me and Charles for a while. Very cool. Um, but yeah, we just about... Everybody loves his RS6. Oh, yeah. It's a, is, it's a nice car. That thing's tits. But yeah, yeah we're, uh, we've are we got a lot of cool stuff coming for that 992. That's incredible, dude. Well, dude, been an hour and 26 minutes worth of radio today. Absolutely. And, that's <laughs> and I appreciate you so much. I appreciate you letting me into your office. Yeah, absolutely. Me, you know, get Anytime. a chance to go ahead and get to know you uh you're a very kind individual and i appreciate you sharing the time you're a very smart young man um that excellent taste in watches by the way um which we didn't even get a chance to we go didn't ahead. get it that we could be another hour and a half another hour and a half like, yeah y'all anybody <laughs> who listens to tormenting narmak knows that i happen to freaking be an enormous watch enthusiast and every single time i have somebody come on they i have them do a wrist check what you got rocking for the night wrist check Got Rolex Air King, reference number 116900. Beautiful watch. Bought it from Paradise Valley Time in Arizona. Uh, They're my absolute boys, and I actually happened to share an office with them. So, oh, beautiful. Always got a lot of cool watches at the spot. So if you want to come, buy a Rolex, buy a Tune, buy an Exhaust, pop on by. It's this one is a one stop shop, shop yep. dude. I love it. You can, oh my you gosh. can get anything here. That's so good, man. <laughs> well, before we go ahead and sign off here, man, is there anything else you want to go ahead and share to anybody about, you know, either life advice, car advice, anything that you want to go ahead and like tell the people? I think I think we probably covered it. I mean, I I think that's we think we covered about everything. Awesome, it's, man. I just try to just enjoy what you're doing and just just I live by life. I just say fuck it, but within reason. Of course. So, <laughs> that, that, that's how I live. So I hear you, man. Do the same, and I think you'll turn out all right. If you that's, don't, don't call me. That's <laughs> <laughs> Listen, no, it's. I think it's really important for people not to go ahead and take no for an answer, mm-hmm. as long as it's within your means. Um, you know, we're 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 a generation of people that you know we grew up with some people telling us, "Oh, you can't do this, you can't do that." Man, we got to just tell them, fuck you, and just, like, do our thing. Just do it. You got to do it. But within reason. Within reason. Within reason. Don't bankrupt yourself. Don't go ahead and say, yo, Jorge and Brendan said, do this, fuck it. No, no, no. Within reason. Within reason. Very smart. (laughs) But that all being said, where can they go ahead and find the Instagram pages for yourself if you want to go ahead and give it out personally? And, of course, for German Muscle AZ and the YouTube channels and stuff like that. So my Instagram is Cabano Brendan. I am Brendan Cabano, just backwards. (laughs) Uh, And then uh, German Muscle AZ on Instagram, German Muscle everywhere else on Facebook, YouTube. Um, Just German Muscle, no AZ on that one. Yep. yep. Okay, cool. And then, um, but yeah, if you look us up, probably see a bunch of ripped german men and then some car parts love it <laughs> and, and and eventually more raptor parts coming yes soon. sir yeah i saw the raptor and it looks dirty exactly how it should be absolutely don't don't clean it 
Never. No. <laughs> um, that all being said, I want to thank everybody for, for listening tonight. Um, I want to thank you for being on. Absolutely. Thanks Absolutely. for having me. Thanks oh, for coming by. It was my by. pleasure, dude. No, I think we're, 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 definitely, we're definitely homies now, so I Absolutely. appreciate you. And uh, if you are interested in any of the other episodes that we've done of Tormenting Tarmac, you can feel free to find them on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, of course, the Anchor app, and several other streaming platforms. And you can, of course, find the Instagram page at Tormenting Tarmac. We're charging towards 600, my dude. We're, yeah. we're getting there. Let's run it we're, up. Let's run it up. Let's run it up, baby. But that all being said, um, on behalf of Brendan, my name is Jorge Aquino, and you have been listening to Tormenting Tarmac. It's the podcast where the enthusiast never dies. Have a wonderful night, everybody. Peace.